Hello, everyone. Welcome to our podcast. Here we will delicately and tactfully walk through each psychological issue. Psych! This podcast is meant for entertainment purposes only. This is not intended as individual, psychological, or medical advice. Please proceed at your own risk and always defer to your individual medical or mental health care team. Basically, don't make it weird, guys. Right. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Shit Your Shrink Thanks. absolutely tied to our topic area today yeah which is terminating therapy right so either as a client you can terminate therapy you can end your therapy sessions or as a therapist you can yes. say no man we are done. We're done either way at some point in time therapy should end yeah so <laughs> we will go back to this but it was a listener request welcome everybody this is our show shit your shrink thinks it's a show where two shrinks tell you what we think about mental health facts we give you a little bit of information we also do tend to give you some coping skills or some ideas to try on your own. Mm -hmm. And we spill the tea on our own lives and let you know what we've tried, what works, what doesn't work, and just what's going on. Yeah. Hot goss. Fun. Fun. And fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, or depressing. Depends yeah, on the day. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> Depends on the day. Uh, as a reminder to all of you, we do have a Patreon. If you are liking what we are doing, please consider donating to us. That's www patreon.com forward slash shrink thinks we do also appreciate when you like subscribe or follow us it yeah. helps other listeners find our podcast right the more people who are following us the more likely we are to pop up on somebody's random searches yeah so absolutely do it <laughs> do it now do it now don't let your dreams be dreams <laughs> uh so we always have a section each week called What's Good, and we kind of either tell a fun story that the other host doesn't know about us, or we just offer something positive that happened last week. So this week, what's good with you, Michaela? This week, I'm going to tell you a story. Tell me a story. Yes. So before my husband proposed to me, like the summer before, mm -hmm. his aunt wanted to take him on a cruise. Okay. And I got to go along. Okay, fun. Yes. Amazing. Yes. Uh, very exciting. Only cruise I've ever been on and like the only time I've ever been off the continent. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. Okay, where'd you go? To the Bahamas. Ooh, fun. Oh, very fun. So when we were at one of the little resorts, uh, one of the little beachside places, they had a nice little meal place set up for us to get some food mm -hmm. and like some hot dogs i mean it wasn't anything crazy fancy but some good hot dogs and everything so sure. we go through the line we get all our food and my husband goes back to get some drinks mm -hmm. and he says hey watch my food okay and i'm like okay fine yeah whatever <laughs> no. well as he walks away and gets like just in enough distance a freaking seagull <laughs> swoops down and steals his hot dog <laughs> <laughs> 
he comes back and like, I told you to watch my food. I'm like, I tried. I didn't know that I was like actually legit watching it for like something to swoop down and steal it. Like I was just like, okay, yeah, nobody's going to sit in your spot and take your food. Like, Who wants this hot dog, you weirdo? Yeah. Like I was not expecting. Apparently there were signs that said, watch out for the seagulls to steal your food. I didn't see those signs. But everybody at the table and me were just like in shock. <laughs> And the seagull had just like demon this, bird. Yes, just swooped in and stole everything. And he was really annoyed. He had to go back and wait in line and get a new hot dog. <laughs> that's, that's tremendous. But it was it was really funny because it was like, watch your food. Yeah, okay. I watched it get stolen. I <laughs> think it's really funny, and I probably shouldn't. When I like am super invalidating about something, like I've, if I'm like really dismissive, and immediately that thing comes true. Like, there's, like, immediate karma for me being invalidating. Like, <laughs> right. that's not going to happen. And then it instantly happens. Right. I, I try not to do that anymore to be dismissive. But, like, I tend to just kind of, like, keep rolling with something. So once in a while, I'll be like, eh, it's going to be fine. And then it immediately becomes not, not fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, I remember talking to a friend one time. She was like, slow down. You're going to slip on the ice. And I was like, no, it's fine. And, like, literally, as I was saying fine, I, like, <laughs> fishtailed out of control. <laughs> Like, those are my favorite instances. Like, oh, instant karma. Try not right. to be a butthole. <laughs> uh, I yeah. like that a lot. Well, you know what? Since we might be doing two episodes on this topic, I will save my folklore story, which I'm going to tell a folklore story next time. But oh, I'm so excited to hear this. Yeah, it's going to be stupendous. Uh, several very important people have told me it's stupendous. However, this story that I'm going to tell you is going to be more in the line of the vacation that you talked about. Okay. So once upon a time, I I went down to Belize for a minute Ooh, um, between, yeah. I think this is when I was in undergrad and I just kind of got this bug up my butt, so to speak. And I was like, I'm going to leave the country now. And which as is how most of my trips begin. <laughs> and I went to Belize and I thought it was really stupendous. And I wanted to kind of be in the rainforest for a period of time with like but I don't have any experience being in the rainforest, so I don't know why I thought this was a great idea, but I thought it was. And when I went down there, one of the things that we did was we kind of like went down this very long river to a place, I want to say it was called Lamini. Hmm. Anyway, it was a series of ruins. I believe they were Mayan ruins Ooh. that we were kind of exploring and visiting. Super cool. Yeah. And I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but seems like pretty much anytime I go somewhere on vacation, I have some sort of animal encounter. That oh, well, I remember you happens. talking about jaguars once, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. That was there. That was there. Jaguars oh, was were there. One. Okay. Th this was, yep, that was the jaguar trip. But a, a different animal encounter, Animals Unleashed, occurred, oh, shit. which was we were in the boat. And apparently, I did not know this, but the monkeys, the spider monkeys, like literally come out of the tree and get in the boat. And one of them adopted me and considered me what? its own personal tree and i am terrified of monkeys like i don't those things can be mean yeah they can bite all like they can think... rip off ears yo. yeah that's literally all i could think of was like this thing is going to murder me because <laughs> i do, i don't know i mean chimpanzees are actually yeah, dangerous they really like, are those, they're they're wild animals yo yeah, yeah they're very dangerous but they all these monkeys got into the boat and one of them i literally have a picture of this just like decided that i was its person and like chilled on me for the entire was it like on boat. your shoulder it was sitting in my lap and what it would do was it would like stand and kind of like 
look around from my lap, you know, around the river and stuff and look for food. And people would feed this monkey on me, which I was like, please do not do this. <laughs> and it would like crawl in different locations on my body to just get better views of its surroundings. It basically was like, you are the tree that I will be perching upon for the rest of this ride. Enjoy being terrified forever. Like you might be terrified, but I, I dig your vibe. So I'm going to crawl up on you. Yeah. yeah. So he was like, at one point he was on my shoulders. At one point he was like holding my hair and looking around. At one point he was like on my head. At one point he was like in my lap. And it was every, every point of it terrified me more oh than the last point of it. Like, just cause I, I mean, I respect nature. I yeah. respect nature. I don't know what that thing needs or what it wants, but I don't need to be messing up no. its life, and I'm very afraid it's going to mess up my life. It's a wise choice to respect nature. Yeah. Those who don't uh, end up in <laughs> Yellowstone's most, like, deadly yeah. kills. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like- <laughs> I was afraid. that I thought that was going to be me because I'm always like, you dumb tourists. Like, don't right. feed the animals. Don't interact. And then here I was, this monkey on my head. Like, <laughs> did I tell you the one about the shark also? That was the same trip. What? It's, I- yeah. Uh, same trip. I was in the water snorkeling and we had been told, you know, there are nurse sharks around the area and this is fine. They're not aggressive and they cannot hurt you, which I did know that part. But when I was in the water, I was with one of the nurse sharks swimming around and I look in the distance and I see something that looks like a very fast triangle moving towards me like this i'm holding up my hands in a triangle and a triangle is getting bigger and bigger and bigger (sighs) towards me i was like that's no geometric shape that's a shark yeah (laughs) so i start panicking uh because it is not moving like the nurse sharks it's moving very quickly and like kind of more aggressively towards me oh shit yeah and um i don't think it had seen me so i i panicked and what I chose to do, <laughs> I don't know if this is the correct mover, maneuver with a shark, but what I chose to do was spread out all my arms and legs like a starfish right. as like, big as I, I could. Right, I am a seal. Yeah. I am a human. <laughs> you do not want my meat. It is not as good. <laughs> that was exact. I was just like, I don't know what my brain was like become a giant star so i just spread out as far as i could and then i started shouting under the water and it was, so it was just like <laughs> and so i'm this star shape and i don't think it had seen me legitimately so it got really close to me i think it was like a reef shark or something like really not large large but a shark large right? enough to be t- intimidating yeah sure and it like sees me and it immediately just takes like a right angle it was like nope f that and just like and just went the other F way. that giant weird starfish. <laughs> what is that thing? Nope. And so anyway, so my my uh, impression of a giant scary starfish apparently did scare it. But I got up onto the boat, and this was like the second or third time on the trip that I'd be like, ah, uh, hello, anybody? And I said to the people that we were with, like, there's sharks. There's a shark. And they're like, yeah, we're yeah, we're swimming with a shark. We're swimming with nurse sharks. And I was You're like, like, no, no, this was no, a different no. shark. Mean sharks. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, okay. I was like, <laughs> Nobody believed me. I just had this like encounter of the third kind with a terrifying beast in the water and nobody cared. So yeah, it was most of Belize was me feeling very alarmed by very many things. And- a lot of animals. Yeah. yeah. Just just really terrifying. Yeah. yeah. And everybody just being like, okay, Sonny, like you need to chill. So that those are my stories. Oh my God. <laughs> Encounters with creatures. Yours with seagulls. Mine <laughs> felt a little more dangerous, but probably weren't. No, yeah, not well, I mean, seagulls probably could puck an eye out, yeah. but I mean. <laughs> exactly. So uh, moving to the next thing, what did you try for outside of session practice? My homework was to simply kind of be aware of my emotions and kind mm-hmm. of monitor mm-hmm. them. And mm-hmm. 
I've been doing pretty good about it. Mm-hmm. And they've been pretty buck wild. I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm lacking sleep mm-hmm. and I'm you know, there's a lot of changes happening in my life with moving and packing and babies and yeah. So it's I've been a little all over the place, but I've been watching it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been trying to acknowledge it a little bit and kind of work through and watch some sappy movies, watch some Hallmark movies to help oh. myself cry a little. Cry lubricant. <laughs> yeah. I too use cry lubricant. <laughs> For those of us who have trouble crying on our own, we like to lube up using sad music and songs. Correct. It's one way to do it. it hey, works. I like that. Yeah. I really so, like that. I've been monitoring, paying attention, trying to kind of work through them and just acknowledge them and, and ride the waves as they go. And Awesome. It's been hey, all right. That's, yeah, put your arms up on the roller coaster, basically. Yep. yep. Wee! <laughs> How about you? What was your homework? Remind me. I think, I believe, it was to kind of just be aware of uh, bipolar in oh, clients yes. that I uh-huh. have. And uh, I do... I did have one client that I was kind of like, is this a possibility? And again, I did end up going with, no, it's ADHD. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I do think, again, those can look very similar in a lot of ways. And based on the fact that this person is just very routinely the same way, that it's probably not an episode of Mania or Hypomania because it doesn't really change much. But yeah, I was really much more aware of bipolar. Right. You were and really ruling it out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And also I did... So these days I'm in the private sector, so I don't have as much easy access to medication prescribers. And so I did actually reach out to somebody and had a really positive interaction with them, which I wasn't expecting. And so um, now I might have somebody in the community who I feel like I can trust with clients oh, who, who can refer. That's yeah, really awesome. Who I need meds. Yeah. I was really, I went on this like therapist network and asked who are your favorite medication prescribers in the community and the people who got like multiple votes was the people who I reached out to. And so, yeah, it ended up being successful. So nice. if I do suspect anything, I'll have somebody to work with now, which That's is encouraging. Yeah. 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 So this week, we're going to be chatting a little bit about terminating with your therapist. We got a listener request to discuss it. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much for the request. And we acknowledge your uh, desire to maybe do this. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, yeah, that's a good topic. We should probably talk about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it, I, I do think it's a really sticky situation, so thanks for bringing it up. So what is uh, therapeutic termination, Michaela? So termination is when the therapeutic relationship ends. But really, it's more of like a final stage of therapy. So it's not it's necessarily – Yeah, it's not just like the act of therapy ending. It's like – a transition of therapy ending. Mm-hmm. There is in in most therapeutic relationships an initial phase, a middle phase, and a terminal phase. Right, and it's something that both the client and the therapist should really pay attention to from day one. I mean, yes, we put are it on your radar. Yeah. yeah, we're certainly trained to kind of let you folks know when you enter therapy that hey, this you shouldn't have to pay us for forty two years in right. order to right like. Just keep coming back for the low price of $99.99, right? Like, we really, it is sometimes in private care a business, sure, of course, but there should be, like, a estimated time span, even if they're saying, like, oh, okay, well, I don't know if it's three months or a year, right? But it shouldn't be, like, 10 years or something like that. There should be some sort of treatment plan, care plan, 
and some sort of estimated end and some goals to know when you did, when you are going to end, essentially. Have you met those goals? Right. Yeah. So from that very first session, your therapist should be kind of describing that therapy is time limited. Mm -hmm. That, you know, like Sunny was saying, this is, you know, we're going to shoot for this amount of time. Mm-hmm. And there are some people who think, why, right? What's wrong with seeing a therapist all through your life to just help? You can. And yeah, there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. There is such a thing as supportive therapy where providers are more or less encouraging skills for the person to do what they already know and kind of acting as a sounding board. And depending on a person's diagnosis, sometimes a long-term therapist can help prevent some psychiatric episodes or inpatient stays. Yeah, it can. However, for the most part... People staying in therapy for too long can become unhealthy. Yeah. It's, you want to just be careful. Like there's a balance between, I've definitely stepped into like an advisory or coaching role Mm -hmm. where that can be long-term and we both know this is no longer therapy per se. Right. I'm not doing an evidence-based practice. I'm now just more of a coach or an advisor and, or almost like a performance coach. I've stepped into that role afterwards, but that's not the same as me actively treating somebody's depression or PTSD or anxiety. Like at that point, that thing is in remission. And now we're just like, hey, maybe I'll touch touch base once every couple of months and give it like a booster session or a review right. of coping skills. Well, and really to me, that sounds, I mean, you're that kind is of kind of a transition. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's evidence-based termination. You're slowly kind of coaching them through and checking yeah. in and stuff. It's very Whereas true. there are some people who- I can't get away from it. Damn. Yeah, I'm like trying to be unevidence-based. <laughs> <laughs> there are some who end up becoming a little codependent, right? They end yeah. up really depending on their therapist as a guide for like all their life decisions. They yeah. feel lost when they're not able to meet with them. And and yeah. that can become unhealthy. Like It can. Some clients do enjoy that routine of those regular sessions. Mm-hmm. And they worry they won't be able to maintain their achievements on their own. But as therapists, we want to empower our clients. We want to make right. them feel competent in their own life to manage their own struggles and have the skills they need and recognize their own strengths. So, again, for our very first session, we should be discussing termination and get informed consent and for the plan for that, you know, for the kind of the treatment plan and – Maybe when we kind of are thinking termination Mm -hmm. should occur. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think so, too. I I think the other thing is, like, sometimes people will come in with tendencies where they are, like, telling you I am codependent, I am having these tendencies, or I tend to be more dependent or reliant on other people and less assertive. And you just have to be careful based on what that person's coming in with. If they're already telling you that that's a problem and then they're kind of using you as the substitute person to kind of tell them what to do. Even though some of the decisions that you come to together may be healthy, you, again, you want them to be in a position where it's almost like a parent-child. Like, you want them to develop skills themselves to be able to take care of it. You wouldn't want your child to call you every day, Mom, what do I do? Mom, what do I do? Mom, what do I do? You want them to live confidently and freely and healthily. And we want that same thing for our little babies, our little therapy babies. (laughs) We want them to be able to live confidently and freely. Of course, we're always there as a sounding board or a safety net. But eventually, you know, it's about spreading your wings and flying. So that's kind of termination for our end. And clients should be aware of that on the front end. It doesn't mean we'll boot you out before you're ready. It's like, right, should be consensual. We're all, for the most part, on the same page. There are some rare circumstances where we're not on the same page. And we can talk about that. But sure. For the most part, everybody should be aware of this, knowing about the timeline, and agreeing together what the timeline is. Right. 
And yeah, sometimes we do do open-ended kind of treatment where we determine the progress through those treatment goals, right? We yeah. set kind of plans and we're like, okay, we'll, we'll see how we're going when we're starting to meet these treatment goals. Like maybe we don't officially say we're going to end in three months. We say, well, here's our goals. Let's mm-hmm. see how we progress on them and we'll check in. Yeah. And other times treatment is limited to a specific number of sessions. So this could be due to a limit in insurance coverage, which I hate insurance so deeply. Yeah. So deeply in my spirit and bones. I mean, maybe it'll change, but it's like, I always wonder why an insurance company should get to dictate what I do with my care plan, but certainly they do get to dictate it from time to time. And unfortunately, and not just therapy and like all, all the realms, they get to say that this is, you can do this or not. Even if the doctor says, Hey, this is what we want to prescribe. We want to do this kind of treatment. And they might say, Nope, we don't cover that. We don't cover that. Yeah, exactly. So you have to have that discussion. You know, are we going to have to end because of our limitations with insurance Mm -hmm. or are we doing a certain time limited psychotherapy Mm -hmm. that's evidence-based it's 12 sessions this is what we do or this is just what the hospital does and what the hospital has space for right yeah there was a job that i had for a while where i had to have 30 minute sessions and i could only see them for six sessions yep and if they wanted more than that then they had to go somewhere else i wasn't allowed to do anymore yep and i've definitely had a group therapy situation where it's like we are doing, you know, DBT skills for 16 weeks and that's it. And then the new group comes in, right? It's right. Like a, oh, yeah. Yeah. Group is very, a lot of groups are, are pretty specific. Like yep. this is the protocol and this is what you're doing. Yep. Yeah. And so, yeah. So it should be on everybody's mind, at least in the beginning. So we do, we do also acknowledge that all mental health conditions are dynamic, which means they're always changing and they're not stable or necessarily permanent at all times. And so we should be always reassessing we're trying to work ourselves out of a job right essentially right so the goal is for our client to become self-aware and skilled enough that they no longer need therapy for them to develop tools and make changes that allow them to learn a healthy life on their own with without the need of a therapist absolutely ideally like we said termination will occur or ending therapy occurs when the goals that the client set and that you set as a team are mutually agreed upon by the therapist and client that they have been achieved or when the problem the client entered into counseling for has become manageable or is resolved so a lot of times somebody will come in when there's a situational stressor like i've had so many people come in with stress related to career oh yeah and then we end up helping them to switch career into a better career and a better, more fulfilling kind of line of work. And they're in that line of work for like a month. And they're like, yep, I feel totally I'm better. I'm good now. And you're like, cool, <laughs> cool. bye. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, you don't actually need to, like, keep taking somebody's money at that point. Right. Yeah. yeah some things are kind of quickly resolved once the situation is mm-hmm. kind of amended. Yeah. That would be an example. So while treatment goals may be modified over the course of treatment as clients make progress and the life circumstances changes... Failure to have an open discussion of goals from the outset or failure to reach some kind of agreement on what these goals are, it impacts the nature, focus, and scope of the treatment offered as well as when and how this treatment will. Yeah, so doing kind of like a SMART goal, I know we've talked about SMART goals before, can really be a good way to work towards that termination. And we can make small, you know, we want to have achievable goals like Mm -hmm. kind of from session to session and then in that very first session kind of setting kind of that broad long-term smart goal for what we Mm -hmm. what we're hoping to achieve by the end of therapy and that could be even sometimes I can't get somebody to give me a smart goal for their therapy goal it's more of like a magic wand goal Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like 
if life was better and, you know, at the end of therapy, how do you want to feel? How do you want that to look? Mm -hmm. Like, what are we working towards? And sometimes people aren't very good about giving me a great specifier, but I'll take what I can get. Yeah. (laughs) Lots of times people would just be like, uh, not this. Right. I'm I'm sleeping better. I'm not having panic attacks. Like, you know, they might not be very specific. They're not like, I'm having one panic attack instead of 12 and they only last for a couple seconds instead of you know minutes minutes. like they're not specific like that but they can at least kind of get you in a direction most of my clients will actually like their goal is to find direction which is always such an interesting one they're like "Eh, i'm just coming in like trying to figure out meaning and direction for myself Hmm. and that's an interesting one because like the goal is figuring out the goal My goal is to figure out if I have any goals. And then another one is often just, I just do not want this present thing. I want this thing to end. Right, like, right. I don't want to feel depressed. I want to be more active. Sometimes it's relationship-based. I just yeah. want to have a better interpersonal relationship or I need to have better boundaries. Mm-hmm. And as a reminder, so just for folks who haven't, I mean, I know that you all have listened to each of our episodes faithfully. <laughs> right, yeah. But for those of you who don't remember what a SMART goal is, it's a goal that helps you. It's very specific. That's the S. So you say, instead of I want to be happier, you would say, well, what am I doing when I'm happier? I exercise three times a week, right? So it would be specific. It would be measurable, exercising three times a week, achievable, yep, right? It's not seven. Achievable. Yeah. <laughs> it's not seven times a week. Um, relevant. So to you, this this matters right. to you personally. This is, this is really ev- like evidence that when I am happy, I'm doing these things. Mm-hmm. And then time bound per week. Right. It'd be like 30 minutes, three times per week. You want to get it really specific. Right. So that would be a smart goal. And then when we ask the magic wand question, the question is, and this sometimes helps people is like, if I, first of all, if Hogwarts called me today. Right. And then they took me to Ollivander's. This is, I describe this exact situation. I get my owl. I am in classes. I also have a magic wand. And I wave this magic wand from Ollivander's that has unicorn hair and phoenix feathers within it. What changes in my life when it is perfect? Yeah. And so, and I also asked the video camera question, if I were following you around with a video device of some kind, what would I literally see you doing if you were happy? What behaviors would you be mm, engaging in? I like that. Yeah, because I think people like get hung up on a feeling. Yeah, and, and like, sometimes they don't. They haven't had that feeling yeah. either, so they're like, "I want to be happy." Okay, but what does that look yeah, like? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know what happiness right, is. Right. I don't even know. Yeah, it's been so long. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, <laughs> I'm convinced like happiness and love are just like a series of behaviors that demonstrate like commitment. Anyway, huh, that's I like, like that. <laughs> some Confucius <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> or some really nihilistic shit. I'm not really sure. <laughs> anyway, so this is assuming these are all uh, situations of termination, assuming that you, the therapist, and you, the client, have had a positive therapeutic relationship that you have worked on, been consistent through, and you're agreeing mutually to terminate, and this is how it happens. But sometimes therapy is terminated for other reasons. Right. Sometimes the therapists, we end up needing to end a client's treatment if they're not benefiting from the treatment or if they have been in treatment for quite amount of time and they're not really showing progress or even their symptoms are worsening. Like sometimes you just don't jive and you're throwing up everything you got, but they just, it's not working. Yeah, absolutely. I have had that a couple of times, not Mm -hmm. a lot of times, but a couple of times. I've had a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah, it does happen. And I think there's a lot of reasons it happens. Like you said, one is therapist, client fit. It's just like 
for whatever reason, they're not picking up what you're putting down and you're not picking up what they're putting down. Right. And that's not necessarily anybody's fault. And we as therapists know that that happens, by the way. Like, you're not hurting our feelings. Yeah. No. When you are like, When you're like, this I'm just not. isn't working. Yeah. yeah. I'm not, I don't like you, really. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I'm not yeah. everybody's cup of tea. <laughs> what? Okay. I have a, a very close friend. I bet you can guess which psychologist this is. Um, just tell me what letter you think their name starts with at the end of the story. So this person, when I first met them, said, I have a stack of change provider forms <laughs> right on my desk. If you don't like me, here's your form. Keep it moving. I don't care. Do it or don't. R. <laughs> like, yeah, R. Exactly. <laughs> that, that is R. Yes, that is R. And I think like on some level – he really jives well, as you would imagine, with, with clients. Most. Yeah. yeah. He jives well with, like, because he doesn't care most of the time. He doesn't get a change of provider for him. But I think we all get to that point where we're just like, we've all had people not like us. We've all had people just not vibe with what we're saying. Yeah. And that's totally fine. Yeah. We've shared a client before. Where, like, they didn't vibe with one of us. Oh and then they God. were, like, obsessed with the other, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> We we're like, it got to a point where it's like, listen, we do need to work towards termination. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to just disclose they did not vibe with me. And I was like, I, you got to go. I, I'm sorry. And then they, they like loved Michaela. They like yeah. loved Michaela. They it were was, very upset when I was going on maternity. Yeah. Infatuated maybe would be the term. <laughs> I was like, yeah, we're not going to, this isn't going to work out. <laughs> And that's okay, right? Like it is. It's totally it's totally no big deal. Different and the, strokes for different folks. I think actually there have been um this is kind of a track record I'm proud of and maybe I shouldn't be proud of this. Now now maybe that's a problem now that I think about it. But in probably ten years I've had three clients and that was one of the clients that did not like me. I was gonna say, I think I've only had like two to three yep that I've had to be like, mm, no. No this dog. Isn't, this isn't working. Yeah. But I actually think Honestly, if I'm being real realistic with myself, I probably should have a few more than that because um, I do think that it would be mm, healthier boundaries. Honestly, I, was say, I think there's a few more that we should have booted. Yeah, versus, that's exactly yeah, yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying is like, yeah, I feel like I should have said something sooner maybe to a couple because yeah. I feel like they weren't getting the maximum benefit that they could have right but there were like a host of reasons why i chose not to mainly that there's no providers out there right now and so it was like better, yeah better me than nothing right uh but yeah so sometimes therapists we need to end a client's treatment if they're not benefiting and there's lots of times when that can happen it can be because we're not driving it can also be because uh we don't know enough about the condition right is another reason like i've had clients where I mean I've talked about before I don't really feel as comfortable with like yeah. psychosis yeah or... we just don't really have the competency in yeah. that thing it's kind of outside our scope exactly or even like I just don't have the bandwidth in my current private practice let's say sure. like I'm not an inpatient or residential facility they need a higher level of care that would be another reason I would terminate not because I don't like them or I right. can't help but just because like yeah, I'm one person and you need six people. And that's not like a bad thing. No. Everybody needs six people from time to time. <laughs> like, but, and you will go down to one person eventually and that's when I can come back in the picture. But yeah, that's another reason to possibly go into a termination area. And sometimes it could also just be if there's some kind of dual relationship that's developed or discovered. Mm -hmm. I mean, that can be a, another reason. Mm -hmm. And honestly, sometimes the condition changes over the 
over the course of therapy, right? So like mm-hmm. one thing might resolve. Let's say, I mean, it's happened before where I've seen people who are really, really good at treating, let's say, insomnia. And they treat the client's insomnia and that's what they came in for. But through the course of therapy, it turns out they have like immense childhood trauma, for example. Yeah. And, but they only reported the insomnia. Right. And then the therapist is like, oh, shoot, I don't actually have the expertise to treat the trauma. That could be another. That's like an example of termination of just I just need somebody with more competency in this area. Not necessarily a bad thing. Just no. it changed like the rules changed and now you need a different set of information. Right. And psychotherapists are also allowed to terminate when we're threatened <sighs> or if there's some kind of other endangerment process happening. Yeah. Uh, we are allowed to be like, nope. Okay. This is done. Yeah. The last client that I forcibly terminated. I God, I haven't forcibly terminated somebody in like, oh my gosh, years. Wow. I probably should have better boundaries. Anyway, <laughs> um, this last client was like literally stalking me. Um, oh, that shit. was, yeah, I had had a, I don't know if I ever told you about this client, but basically they were calling and leaving these voicemails, like harassing voicemails. So they're like drunk and high, like really like inappropriate graphic stuff. And then uh, like, I'm pretty sure they had like clocked my license plate. I'm oh, 99% no. sure they knew like the police in the town and felt like I was being followed when I was in that town, some weird stuff. And so I had to end up putting a disruptive behavior flag on their chart it was a whole thing. I hate doing that. I hate doing that. But mm-hmm. I was basically just like, yeah, this is whatever my mojo is, is like problematic for this situation. Like it's not, I don't feel super safe. And certainly that client isn't going to get, if you were, if your, your energy is focused on stalking right. and You're not, not going to be getting much out of treatment. No. <laughs> yeah. That's not probably a situation. You only have so many energetic resources and you use all those <laughs> jelly beans towards stalking. It's probably not going to. It's probably a problem. Probably yeah. a little inappropriate of a, yeah. 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 Again, it's not so much that one side, one side might not be doing anything inappropriate, but the other side is thus it should end. Have you ever had to terminate a relationship for like being threatened or whatever? I've tried to, yeah, but uh, yeah. I've been told to suck it up and deal. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's a real problem. Like one of the, you can go back to our working conditions of therapists, but one very interesting thing that happens when you work for like a corporation or a hospital usually is you often get told to suck it up or deal. So we'll kind of like raise the flag of like, hey, this person is doing some super duper inappropriate stuff. Right. And we don't really often get the choice to terminate. Yeah. Only time that we get to terminate is when the client terminates with us, which is actually not, you want a therapist to have license. Like you as the client want a therapist to have license to terminate with you because it will progress your treatment faster. Again, yeah. If they're, if they're kicking you to the curb, it's not because they don't like you. It's not because it's because they think that you'll benefit better somewhere else. Right. And even like, let's say that they didn't like you. Right. Well, then that really want want a therapist who doesn't like you. Exactly. Like that's it's in regardless of what the reason is that they're telling you that termination needs to happen. Trust me, at that point, you want to just find somebody new. Right. Um, So, yeah, it is it is hard to I've been I usually manage to not get threatened. It's mostly just like some kind of harassment is usually where it goes for me. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And it's more, I mean, even if I am getting threatened, it's like a subtle threatening. And they're like, well, they threaten everybody. So, again, deal with it. <laughs> oh, cool. All right. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. that's Mike. He's just threatening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
And so that's when we might we might change the treatment plan and terminate. Right. Treatment may also need to abruptly end or be interrupted due to the therapist experiencing things like illness, disability, retirement, or even death. Yeah. Therapist died. Sorry. Yeah, it, it happens. Yeah, it does. So in keeping with, you know, thinking about clients' best interests as psychotherapists, if it is something that we can plan for, trying yeah. to make an advanced arrangement to assure that our clients are not abandoned during the course of treatment is great. Mm-hmm. So like the maternity leave. Yeah, that's you actually know, a perfect example. Having somebody kind of in line to take over clients mm-hmm. or cover, cover, you know, seeing them while you're out is yeah. very appropriate and yeah. necessary. Yeah. And for some people, you can say, okay, I'm going to be – you know, going on maternity leave, do you think that we are ready for termination? You know, some of them are good to go. Some need mm-hmm. to be covered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But having yeah. kind of a plan in place is appropriate. Yeah. I remember, I think I told people like a couple of months in advance, like five months or something in advance. And I remember just saying like, okay, like based on this person's individual picture, if I hadn't have been giving birth probably in five minutes, five minutes, whoa, five <laughs> months, that would have been resolved anyway. Yeah. But like, so here's the course that treatment would have taken. And then I would like kind of give them that information and then ask them like, hey, do you want to reassess when we're about a month out and right. see where you feel like you are? And then, you know, if you're in private, you could just offer referrals. You don't necessarily have to, but you want to just kind of offer referrals like in advance. Right. If you can. If you know. Um, yeah. But yeah, and you might and you might terminate at that point just because like, hey, maybe they're good to go. But also, hey, maybe like six weeks or eight weeks is too long for them to feel like they want to wait. And if they're going to like reopen this information to other people, they just want to go there and stay there. Yeah, get started someone else since, instead of continuing. Yeah. yeah, that's totally, that's all fine. And like that wouldn't hurt our feeling. That would not hurt my feelings. No. I would just be like, yeah, you got to do what's best for you. And I think clients need to hear that our feelings do not get hurt by this or i mine don't no mine don't no yeah and i mean for mine i mean since mine my baby came seven weeks early my plans kind of got shot in the shit and yeah like yeah you know so then you i had to like redo plans and so some people didn't really get the determination yeah. I had desired you know yep. a fair number of them we had the discussions we had plans but those plans didn't end up going that way yeah and some of the other yeah. ones they kind of just got booted which yeah. I mean it sucks but yeah this life is, happens yeah you know we're we're humans and we have things happen to us too right very much we we do it's not that we don't care but if disability death or maternity or whatever happens there's not a whole lot we can do to prep for it all the time so sometimes it just happens in a really incomplete messy shitty way and we don't like it either there's basically the end like we don't love that either we don't right. want that but it happens so again clients can also initiate termination yes you know maybe you're having some limitation in your finances like maybe you can't afford it or oh, maybe definitely. you're feeling dissatisfied with how treatment is going or maybe you lost a job or maybe again your insurance changes or you're moving to a different location mm-hmm. you know you yourself should check in with your therapist occasionally about how how they think you're going towards that mm-hmm. again mm-hmm. remind yourself that this is not a forever process and check in to see how they think you're going towards that termination or if you're just ready to go be like you know i don't think this is working let's yeah. let's wrap this up yeah yeah sometimes clients feel content with the progress they have made so they're just like yep i'm good and i want to end and they express that they're ready to end therapy, right? I'm just feeling better. Mm-hmm. Other times they'll offer cues that they're ready for termination. So what would those cues look like to you? 
Yeah, so this might be prioritizing other things over therapy. Maybe they're canceling sessions. Maybe mm-hmm. they're not completing homework. Mm-hmm. They're doing various things that show they're a little less engaged in yeah, the therapy process. For sure. And that's, again, normal and okay to feel that way. Right. And so as a therapist, you know, clock those behaviors and maybe have a discussion with your client on if that means that they're either avoiding to work in therapy, like either mm-hmm. they're just not ready for therapy and they don't want to they don't want to do the work, mm-hmm. or are they ready to terminate? Are they yeah, feeling they good feeling to good. go? Yeah. I think too, maybe I think this is going to be a two-parter. I think next time what I would love to add to this conversation is when you, the client, are not feeling whatever the therapist is putting down, how to initiate that mm. conversation. Because in this in these scenarios, we are assuming the therapist is good and competent, <laughs> which we love to assume and hope yeah. to God that that is happening. But I would love to also play out the scenario for people because I think I just get the sense that our requester yeah, you're m- right. might have had a situation where the therapist was not good and competent right. and they wanted to be like, goodbye goodbye <laughs> so just maybe like a quick snippet on that at some sure. point too yeah we can um, start there next yeah, time yeah so that's what you guys can look forward to at our next conversation is if you don't have somebody who is the best what are some skills for saying you are not the best <laughs> but in a nice way and <laughs> then getting out of there yeah <laughs> bye-bye bye-bye so based on this sort of stuff what are we going to try for outside of session podcast experimentation so I kind of just want to have a long-term goal, which I won't be able to really do at the mm-hmm. moment since mm-hmm. I am on maternity. Mm-hmm. I want to do better with just doing those mid-therapy check-ins about termination because sometimes yeah. I get a little lost in the sauce and mm-hmm. then I look back and I'm like, oh shit, we've been working together for a long time and mm-hmm. we have not like really had that termination discussion in a hot minute. Mm-hmm. So I want to get better at doing periodic check-ins. So it's kind of a long-term goal. I, mm. I won't really be able to next time tell us whether or not i've done it but right i i want that as a mental note like there we go clocked it yeah Yeah, i like that and i will empathize and validate with you that when you are we have both worked in this similar situation that there's kind of more severe caseloads probably not our average podcast listener i'll say that much right and uh that one is incredibly tough to have those termination discussions up front because a lot of times like clients have felt abandoned before in the past and it's been this whole thing and they keep getting jumbled around. And so really it's about uh, establishing safety, security, and consistency. Right. And, th- and then when you start with the termination conversation, which you are supposed to, kind of can be off-putting. So I totally get why you don't have that up, up front because it's just a – slightly different animal but yeah. i like i like your idea about like maybe at a midpoint then yes having, the having a kind of a, a check-in with it yeah is that what you want to do for yours or what what is your outside of session at similar homework? similar i think uh being in the private sector now i people are way more likely to just be like yeah i'm good um, <laughs> yeah and that's right. awesome that's i actually so great. freaking love that and i just i just never want to lose my like, I don't want to chase money and try to convince people to stay for longer than they need to. Like, the minute I start doing that is when I need to relook at my choices. So I just always want to be like, I never, I have never owned my own business. And I have never, um, I would say, I've never really had to think about the ethics of, like, financials behind it. Fair. But I will, like, 
I w- if if I ever begin to start making treatment choices based on finances, then I've lost the battle. And I like I hate it when people do that. I hate yeah. when people try to convince people to do something for longer. It really icks me out. Mm-hmm. I actually kind of like hate that would yeah. be the word I would use. Like yeah. I hate that. I think that's like predatory and fucking it is. weird. It is. Yeah. And uh, I just always want to be the person who is noticing my clients cues that they're good right and again empowering happy. yeah yeah I always want to be just like on the light side of the spectrum I came into this to be a healer not a snake oil salesman yep and so I just want to keep that part of you know the respect for the process for my clients and yeah so that'll be my homework is just like stay on the up and up don't get weird <laughs> I love it yeah <laughs> I love it. I love it. Try real hard not to get weird. <laughs> At least not that flavor of weird, right? We're going to be weird in other ways. We can't yeah. quite contain. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. I so, like that. So, do you have a joke for me this week? Yeah, sure. Why was Cinderella so bad at soccer? I don't know. She kept running away from the ball. Oh, my God. I didn't <laughs> <laughs> Okay. What's white, cold, falling in winter, and ending in the word bass? Something with snow. I don't know. It's snow, dumbass. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that would be a good one because it's snowing. Yeah. Fair. Anyway. Well, thank you so much, folks, for tuning in to Shit Your Shrink Things today. We have done part one of our terminating therapy, and we will be doing a part two next week. We so deeply appreciate the life minutes you spend listening to us, and we will talk to you soon. Yeah. Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.